Hello, and thanks for listening to JoJo's Bizarre Podcast. You are listening to Miles, and I continue to not be joined by Mark and Jackie, the real hosts of JoJo's Bizarre Podcast. What is this podcast anyway? I don't know. It's a podcast about JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, the TV anime that is still ongoing that we're gonna cover once again, eventually. Thank you for not spoiling part six for us. Uh, We're gonna watch it one day and talk about it. Believe you me. Uh, If you want to not listen to this, and you want to listen to us talk about JoJo's, you can find our entire back catalog on anchor.fm slash jjbpod. While we wait for Mark and Jackie to finish raising their child to adulthood, I've been watching other anime uh, that has been recommended to me, either by listeners or people I know. Today's episode is one of those people I know episodes. Me and my friend Joe are going to talk about, I think it's a classic, Hajime no Epo episodes one, two, and three. But we can't do that yet. We cannot do that yet. Before we talk about Hajime no Ippo, I would like to take a stop in the boxing mailbox. That's straight off the top of my dome. Come on. That's good stuff. Uh, the boxing mailbox or correspondence corner basically... I'm going to read emails sent to Jojo's Bizarre Pod at gmail.com. Sorry, I keep burping. I'm drinking beer. Can you tell? Sorry. Uh, we only have one email this week. It is from our dear friend Chad. The subject line is Delayed Chainsaw Man email. We watched Chainsaw Man a couple weeks ago. And Chad says, Aloha, JJB Pod Ohana. Here are some JoJo voice connections I found for Chainsaw Man. Best Girl Candidate and Chaotic Force of Nature, The Blood Fiend Power is voiced by Fairuj Ai. Of course, also voices Part 6 JoJo, Jolene Kujo. Oh, I didn't know that! That's pretty interesting. The short-lived Tomato Devil is voiced by Hinata Tadokoro, who also voiced the unnamed stepfather of Part 5 JoJo, Giorno Giovanna. It's fitting that the tomato is the same voice as the most Italian Jojo. Bada bing. Folks following the show further can expect to also hear Maria Issei, who played Foo Fighters from Part 6, as well as Kenjiro Suda, who played Part 1 enemy Undead Knight Bruford, and Part 5 enemy stand user Tiziano. I've been loving Chainsaw Man myself and appreciate that it's not only being simulcast on Crunchyroll, but also over on Hulu, so even normies can check it out. Hope everyone is doing well and staying safe this holiday season. Mahalo, Chad. P.S. Miles, if you enjoy shows that are more substance over style, you should check out the OVA Dead Leaves, which is streaming free on Tubi. Okay. P.P.S. A Chainsaw Devil implies the existence of other potentially dangerous household tool devils. Which would you be most scared to meet? Basically, any household tool is dangerous to me, Chad. 
The other day I dropped our little carafe that we that that M makes pour over coffee in and it and it shattered into a million pieces. So even a carafe devil uh would give me some trouble. That is the only email. Thank you for writing Chad. I'll check out that anime. Oh, another email from Chad just came in five minutes ago. I'm going to read it too while I'm here. Why not? The subject line of this email is boxing bulletins. Aloha, JJB Padohana. Here are some voice connections for the 2000 TV series of Hajime no Ippo. Mamoru Takamura is voiced by Rikia Koyama, who's also voiced the movie version of Hamon Master Will A. Zeppeli. Masaru Aoki is voiced by Wataru Takagi, who also voiced Part 4 Jobro Okeyasu. Yeah! Love that guy. Genji Kamogawa is voiced by Kenji Utsumi, who also voiced the 1993 OVA version of Enemy Stain user Daniel Darby. Tatsuya Kimura is voiced by Keiji Fujiwara, who also voiced Part 2, Hot-Blooded Crybaby Pillarman ACDC. Ippo's idol and rival Ichiro Miyata is voiced by Tomokazu Seki, who also voices Part 6 Big Bad Father Puccio Enrico. Well, hope all is good with everyone. Mahalo, Chad. Thank you, Chad. Right at the buzzer. I started recording at around 8.30, and this came in at 8.29 Eastern. Unbelievable timing. Thank you, Chad. Before I get to the anime, I'm not going to get to the anime just yet. I would like to tell you about a great way to support the show, which is our Patreon. Patreon.com slash JJBpod. You can support us there starting at just $1. That gives you access to our Patreon feed, which contains my newsletter, Was That a Reference To?, which I haven't written in a while, but I'll get back to it. When things are more normal, uh, Mark also throws some extra show notes in there and occasional extra features. We also have a $3 tier in which we will thank you by name out loud like this. Thank you, Matt, Blu-ray, Brian, mm, Nombre No Digas, Daniel, Dalton, Madison, Soliloquy, Kassoon, Lord Zendar, Jumbo, Katie, Bloof, Caden, Austin, Tim, Tyler, Camilla, and Chad. Thank you. Thank you so much. We also have a $15 tier, but it's not open right now, so don't worry about it. But uh, once JoJo is over, we'll reopen it. And if you pledge $15 for just one month, you don't have to keep it up. You can force us to watch an anime of your choosing. Three episodes, please, or a movie, depending on the movie. It's up to you, though. I am going to take a break now, but when I come back, Joe and I are going to talk about Hajime no Ippo. Okay, bye. Okay, we're back. And now, it's not just me. It's also my dear friend, Joe. Say hello, Joe. Greetings, Internet. How's it going? Happy holidays. It is the holidays. What a nice non-denominational greeting for everyone. I'm a sweet man. The war on Christmas continues here on JGB Pod. (laughs) Uh, This week we are uh, going to be talking about Hajime no Ippo, which is 
as I said, a classic manga. It's been running as a manga since October 1989. It's still going. I can't understand how these stories can go on for like decades, but it's got to have something going for it. The Simpsons is still on. Uh, <laughs> today, we're going to be watching the the first three episodes of the 76-episode anime adaptation, uh, which was produced by Madhouse that aired from October 2000 to March 2002. And there are many, many adaptations of this. There's a television film and an OVA that came out in 2003. There's another series called Hajime no Ippo New Challenger that came out in 2009. There was another one that came out uh, called Hajime no Ippo Rising that came out uh, October 2013. This one is called fighting i think it's the fighting yeah the fighting yeah the fighting um and joe we're watching this because you wanted to watch this why did you want to watch this man i fell for this one real hard um so a couple months ago i started listening to this podcast that uh, actually just came out recently called get animated which is the sister podcast of the Get Played uh, podcast. Uh, they have a podcasting empire over there, and they talk about anime. And I watched along with them the entire run of uh, Neon Genesis Evangelion. Uh, yeah. And I had tried to watch it a couple times before, but it never clicked. Um, this time with kind of like the guidance of another kind of three people watching it, it like it really cr- clicked and resonated and it was amazing um and the one of the hosts of that podcast heather ann campbell uh is a is a an improviser and a comedian and a writer um i think she wrote the last season of or this current season of rick and morty anyway um her favorite anime of all time she mentioned in passing is uh hajime no ipa so i was like i'll check it out and from like from the jump, I was totally in. I love all the characters in it. Um, I love the story as simple as it is. Um, and I love uh, the the way that they make me feel about boxing, which I'm not really super familiar with. Yeah, me neither. Uh, I, I meant to go back even farther and ask you, like, what your experiences with anime in general. To, did, have you watched a lot in your life? Oof, no. Um, I'm a real anime uh newbie um i watch like the tsunami kind of stuff that was on adult swim like just before adult swim would come on uh back in the day when i was in like high school um so i'm 38 now so high school for me was like until 2001 so i watched like cowboy bebop and was really into it uh that was like my kind of gateway uh, and then Akira, the the movie, and that's really like the extent of what I know, like a real, real uh, neophytes kind of uh, anime diet. Um, and then I would pop in here and there, and, but nothing like stuck out and, and stayed with me. And I watched some Miyazaki movies and shit like that. But Hell yeah. You also, I've mentioned this on this podcast before, you lent me the first five collected volumes of Berserk, which I really enjoyed. Oh, yes. And I really want to go back to New Jersey and get the rest from you. (laughs) (laughs) 
Dude, yeah, and you're like I think what you're reading is like like the apex of the for me the whole series. So like to not know where it goes um for those listening It's the uh, Golden Age arc. Berserk. Yeah. yeah, he just kind of finished the Golden Age arc um which is unbelievable. Yeah, it fucked and, me up. Yeah, seriously. Yeah, it really did. Um the I'm reading them in the deluxe editions. Uh so that's uh you know i'm fairly current with it but the newest lux edition actually comes out uh this month so i get to kind of jump in and read the next thing um but yeah that i think that series actually berserk uh combined with neon uh genesis for sure but but berserk really made me a convert it's like it's a it's got its flaws of course um i think it it didn't age super well in, in terms of, I was talking to Miles about this recently, but the way that they treat Casca, the character, mm-hmm. um, like really bothers me and continues to bother me until like the, through the current story where they are. Um, but that made me a convert in, in anime. It showed me a lot of what anime and manga can, can do. And, you know, I think I had the, the prototypical fear of like that all manga was like aimed towards kids and dealt with the same tropes over and over again but you know yeah it's not that obviously there there are many anime like that but we also there's also a lot that break the mold and that <laughs> you just made me realize that's another speaking of decades old stories uh berserk has also yeah. been running a long long time and i'm very curious to see how how they land that that plane oh with the passing of the yes the author there yeah mm-hmm. yeah um it's been going on for so long that they must they must have people working. I, I mean, I don't know how anime or I'm sorry, manga production works, but there must have been people working on that now that grew up on it. It's been out that long. Yeah. It's been like 30 years almost. Is is a manga, dra- I, I don't know if you know this or not, is it drawn and written entirely by one person traditionally? I think when you are start, I, I don't know too much about this either but i think when you're starting out yes like you're doing all of that work yourself there was the i'm I'm not sure if you're familiar with terrace house which is a reality show we talk about all the time here but they had a mangaka who was living in that house and he was just constantly grinding out his his comic i think he eventually got to the point where he had a couple of assistants working for him but when you're starting out yeah you're just you have your nose to the grindstone um, but yeah, Berserk by now is such an institution that they probably have a whole staff of okay. of people. It's like, you know, when you grow up watching LeBron and you get to play with him, and then he, <laughs> and then he dies. <laughs> <laughs> Who am I going to pass to now? <laughs> All right, let's talk about boxing. Mm. Okay, so Hajime no Ippo, we watch episodes one, two, and three. Um, and the way it starts off is we meet... This kid, the 16-year-old kid, Ippo Makunochi, who is a high school student, but he also works part-time at his mom's fishing boat rental company. Uh, what was I going to say? The dad doesn't seem to be in the picture, or at least we don't see him. Um, and his situation is that, in part because he works really long hours at this fishing boat rental company, he's either... Like, he doesn't have much of a social life because he's so busy, 
And he has these bullies. Uh, the main bully is Masahiko Umizawa. And he has some, I think, nameless henchmen, uh, two of them. They always come <laughs> in threes, these bullies. Um, and he, as he's walking home from school one day, they, like, I, don't, I forget how he ends up under a bridge, but these things happen under bridges. And they start beating him up and insulting his mother. But he happens to be rescued by a passing boxer named Mamoru Takamura, who's, I guess, who happens to be out on his regular jog. And he intervenes. Road work. Yeah. He intervenes and beats up the bullies and they run away. Uh, and that's how the show starts. Um, I want to talk about <laughs> the OP before we get too much deeper into the show, because that was my initial, initial impression of the show. And it's a really great OP uh, that makes me want to lift and get huge. <laughs> it gets me jacked up. I've never wanted to run as much as when I hear that, like the opening notes of the song. It's so intense and it it doesn't disappoint. Like I've uh, that, that OP goes on for 25 episodes. It's a minute and a half. They change um, it? Like, That's unbelievable. Yeah. Episode 26 is essentially the end of like the 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 first tournament and uh they changed the OP in the ending song at that point too. But in the 25 episodes of that song, I've never skipped it once. Um it is a banger. I like I wake up and sometimes I'm thinking of that song <laughs> and the intensity with which I shower is unrivaled. I didn't skip it either and i am known to not care about ops or eds uh but this one i was like hell yeah <laughs> i also i so the introduction to ipo is they actually don't start out at school they start out he's he's working and i really liked that as an introduction to him it was like sort of pastoral and it shows you like it gives you a good sense of his character he's he's a humble hardworking kid who's really dedicated to his mom. I I want to know if this is a character trope because he seems so, so simple initially. Like he's just, he's such, he's not simple in a pejorative way. He's just such a good boy. <laughs> yeah. Like he doesn't want to disappoint his mother. He like, he wishes he was better at school and social situations. Um, I almost wish that he was a little bit more complicated. Mm. Like even through the first like 30 or so episodes, there's no real like complicating factor. There's hints of like, he might, he's kind of interested in this girl that like rides her bike by, yada. but it, it never really like gets in the way with him being the best boy. Yeah. There's no, there's no darkness at all with this guy. No. He's very much like he presents as himself, which is, I don't, I don't like it is a shonen anime. So it's, you know, it's not necessarily the most grown up thing in the world, uh, but I see what you're saying. And, and that's cool. I, I don't mind uh, fawning over this kid, <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's fine. Um, I could already tell, well, it was like up and down. I mean, because the show came out in 2000, there's no like what ruins a lot of anime in my opinion is like an over-reliance on CGI. And this is all oh. like pretty much hand drawn and they didn't skip too many steps. Even 
they could have slacked off on on these like fishing boat scenes but it's everything is drawn all the details are there and it's pretty well animated we haven't seen i i mean later we'll see a real boxing match and i think that looked fine too Uh, that's where the show really excels like the motion mm -hmm. and the movement when you start getting into the boxing um I I think it wouldn't be such a legendary show if it didn't have that box checked. Um, you really, because uh, it's the motion and the speed is so important to boxing and you know in general in combat sports um, that they definitely get it right. Um, if you like, I've started watching like old boxing clips on YouTube now um, because of this show. Mm-hmm. Um, and the kind of excitement you see or that you experience from watching those boxing matches, like the best boxing matches in history, really feels akin to the way that the animation goes down in the actual boxing matches. Um, but of course, it's amped up because of the uh, the, the characters and the storylines and the music. But uh, but the animation is top notch during those scenes for sure. Um, the character design, they're a little dated. Which made me feel a little weird. Like Ipo looks a little strange. <laughs> yes, he's like not. His body shape is weird. He's not. Um, he's not like the hot one on the show. No, he's not no. like the like the handsome protagonist. He's like a, he's very much a regular looking guy, which which I kind of like. But I think one reason that I feel like people look weird is because these because it started in 1989. They're they're going to base the character designs on like that very 80s art style. So it doesn't look like a show that came out in 2000. It looks like like it looks like very 80s art, which is why the bullies look like they're they're my age. Uh <laughs> and yeah. Um more on Epo, he definitely starts out as like a total wimp, <laughs> even though Absolutely. you can tell that he's a very strong kid based on the scenes of him at the fishing boat rental. Um, that scene, I, I love that scene. It's such a great use of detail that you could absolutely miss if you're not paying attention. But he like he helps carry a bunch of packages to the boat of these like whatever they look like Wall Street Bros that are taking the boat out. Yeah, for they a all look like big douchebags who are yeah. Who are, but <laughs> but like you'd think like it seems like for as rich as they look, are they slumming it at this fishing boat rental? Is this this is a very yeah. fancy fishing boat rental? <laughs> no, this is not fancy. No, this is like you know a guy who knows a guy who owns a boat. <laughs> that's that's like how you get to this place. There's no there's no advertising budget for uh what's I don't even remember the name of the company, but there's no advertising. Yeah, these guys look like they yeah. could afford a boat, but they they rent. It's all it, <laughs> very humble of it's them. It's all an act. Um but he helps them and then he like wipes his face with his shirt and the camera pans up. And you can kind of see like his abs for like a split second, mm. and it's it's really like it's it's really smart detail and, and world building because it's like this kid wasn't a schlub, he wasn't a couch potato, and then he like became this like great boxer. Yes, he was a guy who you know had worked his hands uh, with his hands every day, and so was in shape. Um, but yeah, it's unimportant, but it's it's great little detail. I love that. I didn't notice that little thirst trap. Yeah. The other detail I wanted to point out about Epo is that I have a long-running theory that if you're the main character in an anime 
who goes to school, you have to sit by the window. This was the case with the show we watched last week. The main character sat by the window. Ippo does not sit by the window. He sits smack dab in the middle of the classroom, which threw me for a loop uh, and is making me rethink my life. I don't know if you talk about this a lot on the show or not, so I apologize to listeners who've heard this anecdote, but why the window for the main characters? I think it's because, like, when you're on a TV show, like, there's no camera, but the camera has to, like, have you in the shot at all times. And I think if it puts you as far away from the door as possible, you're always Mm. there. And a lot of these people are, like, spacey and they're not good students, so they're always (laughs) looking out the window. (laughs) But Ipo is not looking out the window. He's a hard-looking, hard-working kid. I bet he does good in school. Real salt of the earth. Yeah, I think so. Um, They There's, like, one scene, like, a dozen or so episodes later where he talks to his guidance counselor and they're like pushing for him to go to college. And and he like, he clearly has the grades to get into college, which indicates that he's like a decent student. Whereas the, (laughs) the bullies are not going to college. They are going to jobs immediately after high school. They, they say as much in in one scene later. Um, But yeah, he's, he's a good kid. Yeah. A window kid would never talk to his guidance counselor. Oh God! No, he's looking at trees. <laughs> um, the other main character we meet at this point is Takamura, and at first I didn't like him, but I grew to like him at the end, especially as he's coaching him up in in later episodes. But this first impression, he's kind of rough on Ippo because he can tell immediately that Ippo is a wimp, um, and he doesn't think he can ever be a real fighter. But Ippo will convince him, as we'll talk about. He's this like '90s stereotype of like a man's man. He's like he's principled, but he values toughness and self-reliance above all else. Um, yeah, I, I'm waiting for him to make a heel turn. Uh, I know we're not going to talk too far into the future here, but but he's just a good character too. How far ahead of how far have you watched of the show? I think I'm up to like episode thirty or so. Okay. Yeah. And you liked it when he stole the buttons from the kids' uniforms. Oh my god! Yeah, that that little dance. He, he doesn't beat up the kids. He just lets the kids whiff these giant haymakers at him and fall on their own faces. Um, and then when they turn around to to go further into the the fight with uh, Takamura, they notice that their buttons are all missing, and he's just so fast uh, that he stole their buttons off their. Uh, Japanese schoolboy uniforms, which was pretty cool. Nice. Yeah, that was pretty yeah. cool. But I didn't believe in it at first. Like, <laughs> I, I don't know. I still don't believe that someone's hands could be that fast, but I guess they could. Oh, you're going to have to wait to see him in the ring. Okay. I, yeah, we, we yeah. don't see him in the, the ring in these first three episodes, which I'm excited about. Um, he sets a really cool, uh, I think, like, plateau, like for the series like you see uh Macanute, you see Ipo become like this great boxer but no matter how good it, you know in the 30 episodes i've seen no matter how good he is he's always like a class below um takamura yeah. uh, so it's it sets up this really cool dynamic where there's always room for growth for Ipo. you mentioned that you looked up 
a bunch of boxing clips because of the show. I almost did that. I was meaning to do that, and then I I think I went to sleep instead. But (laughs) I don't know too much about boxing. I watched because I'm... uh, In the canon of the show, I'm full-blooded Italian. But uh, let's let's just say that I have a, a cultural interest in... The Filipino boxer Manny Pacquiao, and I've watched. I, I watched a bunch of his fights at the uh, at Hooters, <laughs> <laughs> and I've played the Fight Night video game series on PlayStation. I know it's like really technical, um, but I don't know like the details of it. That's one thing that I like about the show and that I'm excited about because it does seem like it will explain those technical aspects of it. Absolutely, and it reminds me of. My other favorite sports anime, Haikyuu, where it's teaching you about volleyball, and then the things that it teaches you about volleyball are expressed through the characters and the games they play in such a perfect way that it, oh, it really wow. pays off really well. And I'm hoping that that this does that too. This definitely, you can tell that the person who wrote uh, the story and these episodes and whatever... Um, is a lover, like a true lover of boxing. Like um, I think he speaks kind of through, or the the author speaks through the the Genji character, the 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 boxing coach that we'll meet later. Mm-hmm. But his love of boxing, the the coach, um, I think is is sort of like a stand-in for the the authors. Um, but the oh, what do they call them? Mangaka, mangaka, like a, mangaka. Yeah. Um, anyway. Um, yeah, so the the show really teaches you as you go through um, the the techniques that are used in boxing. Um, a fir- couple of the first episodes are like named like clinch or mm-hmm. uppercut, um, and that's kind of like the the boxer that Epo squares off against. Um, like uses a certain technique that he has to learn, mm-hmm. um, and each of these is like a like a threshold that he has to go past. Um, but, but yeah, I, I've always done uh, martial arts and wrestling. Uh, I don't have a lot of familiarity with boxing per se, though. I've I've watched it a couple times here and there. Um, but I've I've just watched a ton of MMA and and some boxing matches. Um, so I understand how like appealing like combat sports can be, even from the outside when it seems like it's just two two dudes like beating the crap out of each other. Mm-hmm. You can see the other side of it, which is. Um, you know that cliche of like the sweet science for boxing is, is what it's called, yeah. but um, they really show you the intricacies in the show. It really is great. Nice. Yeah. I just really quick. There's um there's a, a a scene later on with one of the characters who does this like hitman style thing, and he's got this exaggerated motion in his right arm, like a train, like getting up to speed. Oh, that's um, cool. Miles can see me doing it. It's really weird. <laughs> And I thought it was like something that they had had to ha- have had to have created because it's so bizarre. Mm-hmm. But this character is actually doing something that um, a boxer by the name of Thomas Hearns did in a uh, in a very famous fight in I think it was the eighties. Um, oh no, it, it would have had to have been the nineties because when the show was made. But yeah, um, and I watched that fight, and he did the same exact thing. Oh, that's wild! Like, frame for frame, yeah. Um, so it, it really is like a love note to boxing. Um, so far, I've heard mention of Thomas Hearns, and uh, they go to a bar called, um, I, f- 
forget if it's called Ray's or Sugar Ray's after the the boxer Sugar Ray Leonard. Um, they mentioned Mike Tyson, of course, mm-hmm. um, but a, a whole host of other boxers are mentioned. That's cool. Back into the story, after Ippo is beaten up and encounters Takamura, well, I think he's unconscious. Takamura takes the unconscious Ippo to his boxing gym, which is called the Kamogawa Boxing Gym. And we'll, we'll meet Kamogawa later. Um, and he initially just says, all right, I saved you. Get out of here. You're, you're a wimp. I don't need you anymore. But I think he pities him a little bit. And just so Ippo can let off some steam, he says, why don't you punch a bag? <laughs> or whatever. Yeah, he's crying. Yeah. And he wants him to basically punch so he can get the tears out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And he draws the bully's face on a piece of paper yeah. and hangs it on the heavy bag. It's a very crude drawing. Um, yeah. <laughs> and then Ippo turns out to be really strong. Like, he crushes this heavy bag. Um, but Takamuru is still not convinced that he's anything. Like, he still thinks he's a wimp. Um, what he does do, though, is he sends Ippo home with a set of boxing tapes, which... Maybe is a sign that he sees at least some potential in him, or, or maybe it's it's still out of pity. But either way, he says, here, you can borrow these boxing tapes. So Ippo takes them home. His mom isn't, like, super concerned that he's all beaten up. <laughs> um, and she ha- has a conversation with him that's like, you know, I know you're super devoted to me, but you don't have to worry so much about helping me out. Um. And that, in combination with Ipo watching the boxing tapes, inspires him to become a boxer. Like, it becomes his defining goal and the reason for this television program. And really the reason for him to, like, get up in the morning. Yeah, that's true. It's, like, a huge motivating factor in his life. It feels like he was a very sort of aimless kid before this he would just go to school he didn't really have friends at school come home help his mom and rinse and repeat yes uh this gave him sort of an uh, is going to give him an identity he was a blank canvas until running into takamura truly and now he's all about boxing um but yeah he he watches these these tape these vhs tapes they're really inspiring to him. He like this. I think there's like an orchestral score on top of it, mm-hmm. and you can. It's like the kind of music and the kind of speed of uh, of the cinematography. It feels like you would be watching uh, like two people fall in love in a movie. Yeah, it's almost like the way that it reads. He's falling in love with boxing, but deciding to be a boxer is very different from becoming a boxer. So when he goes to return these tapes to Takamura, he says, he, he reveals his wish to become a boxer and Takamura says, no, <laughs> um, you can't just become a boxer. He's, he's a little bit insulted by it. Um, and I think as a, I think he means it to be an impossible challenge so that he gives up on his dream. He gives him a really weird challenge, <laughs> which he demonstrates himself. He punches a tree knocking the leaves off of the tree and he catches a bunch of leaves in his fists and he says to Ippo, if you could do that and you can catch 10 falling leaves before they hit the ground then i will take you seriously and take you to the boxing gym and that is how episode one 
ends. Wow, what an episode, man! Yeah, a lot. It, it, wow, it's a it's quite a journey. <laughs> I have some stray thoughts on this episode. So some questions that maybe you can address. <laughs> I'll try my best. <laughs> so while the bullies are beating up Ipo, one of their insults is that he smells like worms. And my question was, what do worms smell like? And like, is it like, you'd think that he'd smell like fish, you know, and that would be the big issue. But they're really mad that he smells like worms. No, if he smelled like fish, that would mean he was like on the fishing boats. Yeah. And that's that's a rich man's problem. Ippo is loading worms onto the boat. Mm-hmm. That's that's what he's doing. And he cor- doesn't he correct the bullies? Like, they're not worms. They're something yes, else. Yes, they're yes, like yes. nightcrawlers. <laughs> you always want to interrupt your bullies and correct them. Yeah, it's always a great <laughs> idea. They love that. <laughs> and I was wondering, too, if I've ever been to a boxing gym. Have you? No, I've seen them a ton, but I've never actually stepped in one. I can't remember if like ever in my reporting days, I ever had occasion. Like I, I, a lot of famous boxing gyms in New Jersey. Yeah. I feel like I'm vaguely remembering, uh, that at the Jersey journal, I had to do some kind of boxing story and I can't remember if I had to go to a gym as part of that, but this was like a billion years ago back in the 2000s. Joe, do you remember uh, doing journalism for a living? I don't. I drank it out of my memory. A quote I liked, if you don't do anything about it, everything will stay the same. That's Takamura. That's Taka, yeah. It's one to write down in your journal, kids. And then the other cute thing that I liked (laughs) is that every time (laughs) Ippo ships off these like these extremely rich looking people on the fishing boat. You, he screams from the dock, have a nice trip. <laughs> and this is, this is important because this is his mother's word of mouth business. He needs to like rep for the, uh, the, the boat rental company. She gets by on her reputation and teamwork makes the dream work. Yes. He is very, so yeah, for someone who's sort of just floating through, he's, you know, he gives his all to the, his mom's his mom's business. Um, the other thing to write in your journal, and something that I will be thinking about uh, if I continue watching the show, is that Epo asks, "What does it mean to be strong? What does it mean to be strong?" We also get the closing song for the first time, and it was fine. I didn't care about it. I'm- I honestly, I couldn't tell you what it is. I I remember that it's like slowish, but the most memorable part is that i cannot remember it yeah and i love this show never gonna watch it again um nope. but th- i skipped the ending um and there's that little teaser at the end that i i try and catch but i i miss a lot of those teasers because the 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 ending song doesn't keep me engaged yeah i usually skip the teasers because i know i'm gonna watch the next episode anyway joe do you have any stray thoughts on episode one before we move to the next episode the fighting wait that's not what no, it's, it's called <laughs> <laughs> that's the show uh what is the second one called fruits of labor yes fruits of labor round two fruits of labor oh and that little that little ditty that okay so we should talk about the music and the sound design a little bit okay we could do it here real quick but um there are and and this 
I think this also changes come like episode 25 or 26, whenever the theme song switchover happens. But there are such memorable little music things when when the fight card comes up uh, that tells you what the name of the episode or round is. Um, there's that little thing. Oh, yes, 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 yes. <laughs> that sounds kind of like 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 video game music almost it, it gets you like kind of hype um i love that i love the recurring themes that happen throughout this um the music is 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 real like it it it, it stays out of the way but it it does its job really well yeah i didn't think it it didn't get its claws into me in this first three episodes mm-hmm. but i can i can see how it's very if it's very consistent over a couple dozen it'll stick with you yeah I feel like there's four, five kind of themes throughout this, like music themes. Nice. And they they stay throughout the whole show. Okay. Episode two. The, what is it? I just said it. Fruits of labor. (laughs) Okay. So last episode, he was challenged to catch some leaves. So a big chunk of this episode is Ippo training to try and ca- oh, there's a deadline on this challenge, by the way. Takamura gives him a week to catch ten falling leaves. Um, so this is a week of training. Ippo knocking leaves off trees, catching them, and figuring out how to get ten before they hit the ground. Um, and of course, he succeeds. Otherwise, we wouldn't uh, have a television program. <laughs> um, so the the leaf thing. So. <laughs> I'm going to confess, on Friday, my son has soccer in this park, and, you know, there's this tree there. (laughs) (laughs) And the main obstacle I realized is, like, how to knock the leaves off of the tree, because it was, like, a pretty sturdy tree, (laughs) and, you know, I nudged it, I kicked it or whatever, and I was like, this is a solid tree, I'm not going to, like, I have no impact so that's the number one challenge. You gave it like a nice straight kick and it nothing happened? That, no, no, this was like a no good leaves. big old tree. I think I need a smaller wow. tree. Yeah, you either need a smaller tree or they were using poetic license in the show and you need like a stick mm-hmm. that you can ring the bell of the tree on and then throw the stick to the ground so you can catch the leaves. Yeah. Uh, or maybe a leaf blower. <laughs> A leaf blower would do it. Um, yeah. The other thing about... So, I really am interested to try this. Uh, once you get past the knocking down the leaves thing, the weird thing to me is that... So, he'll... So, Takamura... I forget how he knocks down the leaves. I think he just punches the tree. No, he kicks the tree. But Ippo, like, just shoulder barges it, and that knocks down the leaves... <laughs> And then what bothers me is that the leaves start falling and he sits there and waits for like a long time before he starts jabbing, which he figures out that the way to catch these leaves is to to not clench his fist. It's to leave them loose and then clench them at the very last minute to, to basically do a jab. Snap in the punch. Yes. Yeah. Um, but it, he sits there and it's like very dramatic, the leaves falling around him, which is like, he's <laughs> a good visual, but like, you got to get your work done early. And that tree, I think he uses one tree exclusively for that whole week, mm-hmm. and it's still full of foliage. That's they are setting unrealistic foliage standards for trees. 
That is not even possible. That's the other thing. If it's that healthy of a tree, it's not going to give up its leaves that easily. Yeah. It's no. a lot. That took me completely out. The, show, the show's <laughs> ruined for me. Um, <laughs> but, okay, do, do you think you could catch leaves? Yeah. Okay. As long as I could knock them down. Do you? Yeah, I could. I couldn't do it the way Ippo did, though, as we'll talk about in a second. Okay. Takamura was suggesting that he catch them 10 with two hands. Yes. And Ippo ends up doing them with one hand. Yeah. So he's got to catch every single one in that hand over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. And that's why he needs that snap in his jab. That I couldn't do. That's that's wild. Yeah, that's impossible because you would drop the leaves in your hand already. Yeah. Um. The other thing this made me think was that I did not work that hard at anything. <laughs> like there, there's. I never had an obstacle. No, I would never. Pres- I, I'm sure I did have obstacles like this, but I overcame them just like by the skin of my teeth. I, I never like. <laughs> I never like spent a week trying really hard. I would just wing wing it if if I was confronted by something like this. If you can't do it immediately, is it really worth doing? Uh, Probably not. If you asked seventeen year old Miles, no. <laughs> I don't think I ever like no. I never prepared for anything, uh, and I'm still trying to not be that person anymore. Yet here we are. Here we are. <laughs> Um, okay, so, yes, Ippo does the thing, so Takamura fulfills his agreement and brings him to Kamogawa Boxing Gym, where he meets the owner, Genji Kamogawa, who I like. We need to talk about Genji's hair. He's got, like, a little soft-serve vanilla of gray hair on his forehead that that takes my breath away every time I see it, yeah. (laughs) And he's he's covered in liver spots too, if I remember correctly. But that might be my imagination. He's he's old. He's man. a real old guy. He's not yeah. like um, a pretend old guy. He's a real old guy. Does he walk with a cane? Is that in my memory? Old he does. Signifier? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Genji is not happy that Takamura has brought uh, this child to his boxing gym, which we should talk about the business model of boxing gyms. But <laughs> so. So he's mad that Takamura brought a wimp to his boxing gym, which I guess it would have been better if he had brought a strong person to the boxing gym, which I have questions about. But even though he's mad, he agrees to let Ippo spar with uh, this this other 16-year-old, Ichiro Miyata, to see what like whether Ippo is, is worth a damn. Um, and we will see this fight... In this episode and the next episode, but Ippo obviously gets creamed, um, and and we'll talk about it. But my question about the business model of a boxing gym: so, is it like, is it like you come in and you don't have to pay, and then maybe you have to like split part of your prize money with the boxing gym owner? Because so many, because like it wouldn't work as a business model. It, like you would never get a great boxer if it was like a pay-to-play sport. You know what I mean? <laughs> Because, <laughs> so this is not you. You can uh, I, I can't tell you how boxing gyms in Tokyo in 1990 worked. Uh-huh. That I cannot tell you. But in in America now, you 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 pay per month, and yeah, I I'm sure that if you were like 
a prize fighter. You were like the, the professional fighter. Mm-hmm. Um, you probably don't pay per month. You do exactly what you're saying, where you're going to be fighting in significant fights where there's like a purse that's like a couple of million dollars, you know, or or a couple hundred thousand dollars if you're like, you know, a lower fighter. But but these guys, you are 100% right. He just turned away 150 bucks a month if he's not going to let Epo into the gym because he's a wimp. You want wimps. Right. Yeah, lo- load me up with wimps. Wimps are putting uh, food on the table. But there has to be that path for like the street urchin who has a knack for fighting but can't afford a boxing gym, right? Because like that seems to be like yeah. the the common story for the greats. I think I think this is when boxing or not boxing when businesses meant something. This guy was he didn't care about money. He just wanted to have the most prestigious boxing gym in in Eastern Japan. Okay, and that's all that he cared about. Um, you know he's old. He's curmudgeon. He does it his way. I get it. That's true. And we don't know. You said Eastern Japan. I don't think we picked up. They explicitly said where it's set, right? I don't know. I, I don't think so. I I I gather Tokyo from like later on when they're talking about it. There's okay. a bunch of context clues and and reading about it later on. Yeah. Okay. I wanted to take a moment to tell you whether I like these characters so far. <laughs> Ippo, we've talked about already. I think yes, I like him. I am worried that he's like going to be like a man, Mary Sue, who just like picks it up a little too fast for me. But I don't think that's going to. Maybe that's not the case. Like he shows a lot of ability in this sparring match, which we'll see. I'm worried that they'll make him too good too fast. That's what. That's all I'm saying. I think it's a little bit surprising how good he is. I think he picks it up rather fast, but they abbreviate the training. So within like five or six or eight episodes, he's already been training for six months okay. or a year. So it's it's both hard work that you don't see every minute of, but also he's a prodigy. Mm-hmm. He he has he's a hard hitter. That's and he's tough. Like in the Miata fight you'll see later. Um He's got a good chin, as they say. Yeah, that's that's his like main thing is that he can just take a beating and get up again. Did you ever watch the um the Simpsons episode where Homer becomes a boxer? <laughs> a long time ago okay. yeah that's homer simpson's main strength as well is that mm-hmm. he's uh very durable <laughs> ipo's mom i did we get her name i don't know if we did get her name my main question about ipo's mom is why does i would never let my child box i also think we should know more about her like i'm very like she seems to have a story all her own she's a single mother who's running a business trying to make it we meet. don't we actually don't find out a lot about the mom. There's a scene later on where they want, or Ippo wants her to come to one of his boxing matches and she refuses to come because she doesn't want to see him get hit. Mm. Um, which is actually very common. My, my mother, like my wrestling matches uh, would get like super stressed out. And she told me after the matches that she would fantasize about coming onto the mat and beating up the person oh who was hurting her baby. Yeah, no. Yeah, so, I, I would be like that too, though. Yeah, but that's the—that's really the extent of the family. You—you you see a very quick glimpse of the dad. You don't know what happened to the dad. Um, I'm hoping that the the creator of the manga kind of planned it out so that they could deploy that later. 
I'm hoping it's addressed though, because it seems like a glaring omission. Yeah, she seems like an important person, and uh, she's got to have a story there. Uh, Takamura. So, like I said at first, I didn't like him, but I love the tough love he gives him uh, when he's in in Ippo's corner for this this uh, this sparring match uh, in this episode and the next. Genji is very cute old man. He has a great <laughs> voice. I didn't look up whose voice actor was. I bet he's someone very famous. Let me look it up right now. Genji. While you're looking that up, I will say Taka, I really like. Um, he's he's just a, a stand-up character. He He's a great boxer, you see later, um, in one of his matches. Um, he does something, though, that bothers me a lot that I think we're just supposed to kind of brush off as uh as just kind of like locker room talk but he is constantly miles i wish you would have seen this it's not in the first three episodes though i checked he's constantly talking about ipo's penis oh okay yeah i'm not gonna say any more than that because i hope you watch the show and you can get this like runner that's through a bunch of these episodes but it's 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 casual sexual harassment. Oh, okay. Hey, it was the 80s, baby. Uh, <laughs> Genji's voice actor is Utsumi Kenji for this uh, in, for Hajimono Ippo, the fighting. And I don't recognize any of his roles. Uh, I mean, he, he was Shenron in Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball Z, but I never watched the Japanese one, so that wouldn't be familiar to me. He's also in Full Metal Alchemist as Alex Louis Armstrong, which I don't remember... I, I don't know. He has a, he has such a cool, distinctive voice. I'm surprised I haven't heard him before. The other person we meet here is Miata, who's like this cool, handsome prodigy boxer, uh, and I really liked him. <laughs> <laughs> Miles, can you please talk about the one note uh, that we have here, Miata, from you? Nice eyelashes. <laughs> he does have nice long eyelashes. I love that. Yeah, he's a, he's a handsome boy. Um, He's he's the golden child. He's like he's the character that before this story started, everyone had put their money on to be the the Eastern Japan rookie champion. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was the the Kamigawa like number one uh, junior boxer. Uh, so yeah, he's a great foil for Ippo because he's he's very technically sound as a boxer. And he's not like, like Ippo is like kind of a, I mean, he's literally a fish out of water. He works at a fishing boat company. Do you get it? Uh, <laughs> but Miata, like everyone likes him. He's popular and he's cool and hot, which Ippo is not. Yeah. yeah. And their, their relationship actually is, is um, actually a little bit similar to Guts and Griffith's relationship as this goes forward not Uh-oh. it's not it's not as <laughs> intense as that like you know that's pretty melodramatic um which yeah, one of them but, becomes a demon <laughs> <laughs> i will let you figure that out for yourself but um but they're they're like they're 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 connected in a way because of this uh this initial confrontation um okay. at the practice match um this is, You'll see. this is a really, I, like, we'll talk about it more in episode three, I think, but this is a, it's, it's a really cool fight. 
Yeah. Um, but that's basically episode two is the beginning of this sparring match. The other like random stuff is I forget who says this. It's either Takamura or Genji, but he somebody says he might mature into an interesting boxer, which I think gives you a hint as to like I think Ipo is going to end up having his own distinct style. Correct me if I'm wrong. I think so. But yeah, I th- uh, I'm interested to see what that ends up meaning. And also, Ipo wears a helmet while he's sparring. Miata, no helmet because he's too cool and hot. Grandstanding, yeah. Um, I, I think it makes sense, though. It looks like, from my perspective, it looks like Miata just got a haircut. <laughs> So I wouldn't want to put a helmet on either because like he's not gonna get hit by this kid off the street. Yeah, this street urchin. Fresh right? cut. Yeah. Uh any other thoughts on Ep two? I already No, I hope you like my show though. <laughs> Fruits of some some Fruits kind of fruit. Of labor. Yeah. Okay. Should we talk about round three? I should really be smoother about pulling these up. Uh, round three, Tears of Joy. Oh. Tears of Joy. Okay. So we're in this fight, right? The main arc of Ippo and Miata sparring, it, so it progresses in like, I think it's a four-round fight. I don't know if he makes it to round four, but here's how it progresses. In round one, Takamura says to Ippo, don't even throw a punch, just keep your guard up the whole time. Ippo can't even do that, and Miata gives him a giant body blow, which knocks him down. And then after that, he basically just survives round one. So then round two, Takamura introduces another wrinkle to his fighting strategy. He says, start throwing jabs. And every time... Ippo tries something new. It's surprising to Miata how good he is. So with these jabs, Miata's like taken aback with how fast these jabs are. But they still don't land. Like he This is pointing back to the the tree situation. Yes. The jab. Like Takamura knows that this kid has a decent jab. He's developed that jab through snapping those punches at those leaves. Mm-hmm. Catching leaves for a week. Yep. Um but he still gets clobbered. <laughs> um, but he still what 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 is happening now is that he he just won't stay down. Like the rule is that if you get knocked down three times in a round, or if you're down for ten seconds, the fight is over. Um, and Miata is very very taken aback with how and everyone in the gym who's watching the fight at this point is amazed at how durable Ippo is proving. And then in round three, I think Takamura, I don't remember what the, like, he's jabbing and throwing straight punches now, but he still doesn't land a blow. The way it ends is Miata hits Ippo on the chin, which I didn't know this. If you get hit on the chin, what Genji says is that it, like, when you, he, this is his quote, when you take one on the chin, your brain sloshes around your skull. <laughs> and you lose control of your legs. So that is what knocks Ippo down. He still manages to get up, which pisses 
uh, Miata up even more. And a- after that, he just starts wailing on him until finally he knocks Ippo out. Um, but it's like a yeah. really gripping contest. It's like he, Miata keeps getting surprised with how durable Ippo is. And even though he doesn't get hit, he is forced on the defensive by Ippo's like punching speed. Miata loses his cool a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, he, I think one of his, like, I don't know, maybe it's the way that he sees himself, but he kind of looks at himself as this like unflappable, cool kind of presence in the ring. Um, I think we start to see, I don't know if in this episode, but, but throughout the series, Miata is like an intellectual boxer. He's a smart boxer. He can adjust his style whoever's coming at him and and he just severely underestimated Ippo and it's I think shocking to him because Ippo doesn't know anything Takamura is just coaching him through it he's saying keep your hands up do the turtle he calls him I think he puts him like in turtle yeah like strategy or something like that and uh and throw these punches and and he's just like puppeting him from the side um and yeah and Miata just it seems like he kind of it's like on the verge of a nervous breakdown that like mm-hmm. Ebo won't stay down. Yeah. It's, it's really compelling for what is essentially just like a sparring match. Yeah. And you find out a lot about Miata through this fight. Like, I don't even know if they say it explicitly, but you can tell that he's, he doesn't view this as brawling. This is a, no. this is a brainy contest to him. And I think at the end, after the fight, you see him in the locker room and he's, uh, even though he's he's aggravated by this whole thing, he's also very very excited that that he's encountered this person, Ipo. Yeah, that that's actually a, a theme throughout the show is that like these guys aren't doing it to. And this might be an a, an anime thing too. I feel like I've I've heard this uh, several times across different shows, but they're not doing this for like the glory of winning they want a challenge they want to be the best version of themselves through combat with the best opponent possible Mm -hmm. this episode was also a reminder to me that like there's this weird like part of watching boxing is oh my gosh bad things are happening to these guys brains (laughs) and that's like very scary to watch but it's also part of the excitement of it and like you just have to you have to reckon with the brutality being bad and like why you're watching there's so much to that um i i think about that from like a philosophical standpoint a lot where like these guys sign up for it so they know what they're getting into it's not like i think football you don't think about that uh that brain damage that you get like years down the line, like we're just coming to realize that, but this is punching people in the head. Right. There's no, there's no getting around the, the brutality of it, but um, yeah, I, I think it, it speaks to the idea that to be a good boxer, you have to like have to be able to take strategic counsel and think creatively and intelligently while the worst possible thing in the world is happening to you. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it is really like grace under fire in a way. Um, and, and you, you really, one of the things that, that the 
boxing show does that real boxing can't do is it slows down mm-hmm. um big moments the moments that really make a difference i think probably in in this skirmish uh in that miata and ipo are taking part in here they probably go like into the the boxers heads a lot and think about like why do i get up why do i keep fighting you know um and that kind of like interiority is, is really really gorgeous and you know i get it It, it's a brutal sport but it is what it is um yeah i like that what you said about you know sort of stopping and looking at the like frame by frame that's a lot of what haiku does really well too with with volleyball like it takes you into like if i serve it here this will happen and if i serve it there this will happen and if i jump now this will like that's kind of like uh i watch basketball all the time but i also really enjoy watching like like the x's and o's kind of breakdowns that like nerds do on youtube because when you're watching basketball it happens so fast and you don't understand like how a guy was able to score that point and similar to this like it's it's really cool to have someone take you point by point what is happening second by second in a very fast moving sport Absolutely. Um, I always wanted one of those. When you watch football coaches go through tape, they have like a little deck, like a little electronic deck that they use mm-hmm. that has like a, a speed knob. And the speed knob can go forwards and backwards in, in very small or large increments. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is kind of what this show does for those those moments except it's also got interior monologue um but yeah that that's really really compelling speed knob speed knob that's the next anime we're watching get your speed knob kids do you do you watch the basketball anime um there's like there's a couple of them right yes there are a couple of them i forget what they're called but i have had them recommended to me and i just haven't maybe i will for this interregnum where I watch whatever I want because uh, my co-hosts are busy. Yeah, that's a good idea, Joe. <laughs> I want to... F- I forgot to finish talking about this fight. The, f- the fight ends, uh, like I said, Ippo, after Miata expends a ton of effort, finally knocks Ippo out. I think in the third. I don't think he makes it to the fourth. Um, but the conclusion is he comes to... And he realizes, he learns that Kamogawa has agreed to let him join the gym, and everyone claps their asses off, and he cries, Tears of Joy, the name of this episode. <laughs> um, is the show good? I think Wait, hold good. on. Really, I, I gotta ask, did you, when you were watching the, like, action in the boxing segment, mm-hmm. did you get, like, really hype? Yeah. You feel that energy? I was very gripped by this fight in particular. He's just very easy to root for. Mm. And it was such a contrast in styles and character. Like, what's that that phrase? Styles make fight. Styles make fights. Um, And just like seeing the way these two very different guys who come from opposite ends of the spectrum, like interact in a boxing ring was very cool. And it was very dramatic because I... I wasn't sure what the show was going to do, whether it was going to make Ippo like a prodigy and, and, and beat up this kid, even though Miata is way better than him. Um, 
I was very satisfied with what they did. Um, that he lost the fight, but he made it to the made it through the gym, and he earned Miata's respect. I probably wouldn't. I probably would have given up on the show if Ipo won. It was just yeah. it was just a bridge too far to like to put this kid who's been in boxing shoes for like a week, mm-hmm. like not even that probably, um, and have him beat up this person who's trained in this art for for years um just on the strength of his jabs you know that that would be too unrealistic yeah i think what they did was correct and it it plants the seed of like that he's a special yeah that he has something special about him um and now you can see you could see that but like i i'm guessing the show is him realizing that potential like expanding on his rivalry with Miata. Mm-hmm. Um the thing that I really like, like I said, is is you can you can sense the enthusiasm and the knowledge about boxing. And I like the way that they've woven that in and and kind of mapped it onto the characters. And if it keeps doing that well, I think this is a good show. Yeah, I, I highly recommend you keep going. If you like the kind of tone um and can deal with the art style which didn't bother me because i know how old it is i like it. i um, like the kind of retro yeah look of it I, I it's certainly nice to not see cgi um but you really can appreciate the the art in the boxing matches it, it really is it it's beautiful and and it, it feels like i know a, a lot of the the anime that i watch is like like there's a lot of mechs you know, there's a lot of like monsters. Mm-hmm. Um, to see a to see an anime that that really just deals with like the human spirit writ small mm-hmm. um, is it feels really refreshing. Yeah, that's true. It's a good grounded show. Yeah. Um, the the other thing that I'm eager to see is Epo. Like, he's kind of a weirdo at school, and. Is he going to be even more of a weirdo now that he <laughs> is like getting beat up as a hobby? Um, His relationship with the bullies is very cool. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That seems like it would be really funny. The only thing that I'm intimidated by is the 70 something episodes. That's a lot of episodes. Although sometimes it's nice to have something that goes on forever and you could just like throw it on for the rest of your life. <laughs> I'm super curious how they handle his growth because at a certain point, I could imagine it become very repetitive. But from what I've seen so far, there there is no filler. There's no fat on these episodes. Okay. Um, there is a very clear goal, which is in the first uh, 25 episodes is the East Japan Rookie King Tournament. Mm-hmm. Um and I don't know if they say it in this third episode, it might be the fourth episode, but they, Miata and Ipo, make this promise to meet each other in the finals of this tournament. Okay. And that's like the motivating factor throughout. Um, and, and it's all played like the timing is the timing and the pacing is is really great. It's it's all boxing and training, um, and never repetitive. Okay. Um, and the way that you don't know about boxing, Ipo is learning those things at the same time that you're learning them 
So it, it's, you know, it, it's really easy to digest. Okay. I think this will end up scratching the itch that I had when once I finished Haikyuu. So, Is that show over over? Uh, it's not over and over, but the next arc hasn't come out yet. Do they do they have fan service in the volleyball show? Uh, maybe a little bit. There's like hardly any girls though. It's like okay. it's like this show in that it's like there's like a girls volleyball team, but they don't care about it at all. It's largely about the boys volleyball team. That is also something that I really appreciate about the, appreciate about this show. Um, the fan service thing, uh, you know, and and being someone who's new to anime and manga makes me very uncomfortable. Yeah, it's meant for teen boys and not <laughs> not us, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> what are your uh, overarching thoughts about Hajime no Ippo? Man, I just want to see my good boy Ippo do really well. Um, I hope, I hope he can thread the needle between boxing and uh, developing uh, his non-boxing relationships. Um, that is a big one for me. Uh, he's starting to kind of develop uh, interest in this girl, um, who is not just a girl, but is related to like one of his opponents later on, which is really cool. So I'm curious to see how that plays out. I'm curious about whether he'll have to fight people at his own gym. Um, that hasn't happened yet. Um, there are two characters that are like tertiary characters, Aoki and hmm, I forget the other guy's name, but they're they're a pair, and they are uh, really interesting characters. One of them is notable for. Uh, <sighs> He's really into dog faces, is I think how Takamura puts oh, it. Oh, okay. <laughs> he filled his locker up with uh, with pictures of unattractive women, I think, and they're always making fun of him oh, for it. Dog faces, like not faces of canines. No. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. <laughs> um, that character is really interesting, and he goes on these like long soliloquies where he'll be drawn with like a ballerina skirt <laughs> and this like big, uh, like, uh, I can only call it manga face. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's pretty great. Uh, but yeah, no dude, I just want to see how far this kid can go. I want to see when he loses his first match, you know, I'm super interested in his journey. Dating your opponent's sister seems like something that would happen in like a Mark Wahlberg boxing movie. I haven't. Seen, I don't think I've seen. I saw Ali. I don't think I've watched any other boxing movies though. Was Ali good? I I don't know. It was like it was so long ago. Yeah. No, I don't think I've seen any. I mean, aside from Rocky, I don't think I've seen any boxing movies. Yeah, that's not a very realistic. Bo- I saw Rocky on Broadway. That was pretty bad. Oh, that must have been true to life. Uh, imagine tr- singing in that accent. Oh, cool. It's not good. That sounds great. Yeah. <laughs> Cinderella Man? Have you seen Cinderella Man? No, that's Russell Crowe, right? Yeah, and I think there's a statue of whoever the Cinderella Man is in North Bergen. Okay. I'm going to see if I can find the article I wrote about boxing real quick. <laughs> I actually Googled Miles Mob Boxing and uh, didn't turn up anything. Yeah, bitch. 
<laughs> Arturo Gotti. Okay. Arturo Gotti, proud to call Jersey City his home. Friends say July 13th, 2009. Nice. I wrote this. The photos aren't loading because NJ.com is a very janky old website. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> uh, I, I feel like I must have visited his gym. If I was doing a good job, which I tried to do, I probably went to his boxing gym. So I have been in a boxing gym. Um, okay. <laughs> Any other stray thoughts on the show, Joseph? No, but I want you to give me an anime recommendation. Uh, like if you like this, you'll like yada, yada, yada. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to tell you what I'm watching now that I like. Okay. Um, I'm watching spy family. We've watched that. I, that was really well that. done from what I've seen. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm enjoying that a lot. Um, I'm going slow on that, though. And I'm watching uh, Chainsaw Man, which I'm very much enjoying. Um, I'm actually, I've read all of Chainsaw Man. I'm current on Chainsaw Man, the manga. Um, And I have to say, I'm shocked. I like the show way more than the manga. Well, Joe... Then you'll like episode 306 of JoJo's Bizarre Podcast, in which me and my friend Tim talk about Chainsaw Man. Ooh, definitely going to listen. For sports, like, like, I was surprised at how much I liked Haikyuu, the volleyball anime. Like, I liked it so much. <laughs> and I I'll definitely watch it. I had no, like, I don't care about volleyball. <laughs> <laughs> But it was like, I don't know. It was amazing. It got me amped up in a similar way that this show gets me amped up. Wow. Okay. I will definitely watch it. Um, The only other thing I wanted to say about the show is that I would feel guilty about not helping my mom. (laughs) (laughs) I know that she says that it's fine and Epo can be a boxer or whatever, but even her her saying that would make me not want to box even more. You know, like her saying you don't have to help me out would make me think like, oh, I really have to help her out. No, I'm sus about mom. I think something's going on there. I think maybe, Ip- like we're we're supposed to believe that Ipo is great at being a helper for his mom. I think maybe he's constantly screwing up on the job. <laughs> I think maybe those the what's the Wall Street equivalent in in Tokyo? I don't know what it is. I think those Wall Street execs that are going out on these boats, I think they're not happy with the service they're getting from Ipo. Um, I think something's going on there because. Uh, She's doing it by herself otherwise. Yeah, that's true. She's just no employees. Yeah. Maybe when he's carrying all the bags, he's like ruining their equipment, you know, when he should just be carrying it one bag at a time. Yeah. He's showboating. Uh, uh, but the, the mom thing is interesting because it feels like she should, she's a great piece of leverage for them to use uh against his like meteoric career in boxing like why wouldn't something happen to the mom or with the business that they can then say like okay ipo now we know you're a great boxer but you're gonna have to deal with some personal stuff yeah yeah that's but you know it's the the show is what 75 episodes i think you said it's 78 and the manga's uh as old as we are so yeah he probably has some mom troubles at some point (laughs) yeah yeah i think that might just be coming down the line uh okay that's it for our discussion of hajime no ipo joe is there anything you want to plug 
No, if you want to know who I am, you can go to my website, Jeresi.net, photographer and a poet. If you ever need any photographs taken, I'm happy to do it for you. Yeah, Joe has taken my photo, and I liked it. (laughs) (laughs) A ringing endorsement. (laughs) I like it. Uh, Okay, thanks everyone for listening to us talk about Hajime no Ippo. Uh, If you have thoughts about the things we said, you can always email us at jojosbizarrepod at gmail.com. Our Patreon is jjbpod. Our Twitter is jjbpod. Uh, that's all you care about. Thank you for listening and keep up the good fight. Have a nice trip. Bye.